Hey everybody, Mark Dawes here once again, and I have a question that's been sent in by a guy called Graham Lee, and Graham runs a self-defense and martial arts club in the Southampton area. He's a really good guy, he's booked on our April self-defense instructors course because he's committed to improving his personal knowledge and competence. And he's obviously been thinking a lot about a question, and it's not only, this question is about his liability as an instructor. And it's a great question, by the way. So let me read you the question, and then I'll read you the answer. What Graham sent me is this. Mark, sorry to bother you, but I've been going through the law, health and safety, and negligence videos. Been thinking it through, and I have a question. Let's take a scenario where I run a ladies' self-defense class. One of the ladies is later subjected to a violent assault. She claws her assailant's face and sticks a finger in his eye. It is found that the force used was both necessary and proportionate, therefore she has not broken the law. Her assailant, however, is now blind in one eye. Could he take a civil case against her and to extrapolate this, if she says, I only did what my self-defense instructor told me, could I be held liable in a civil case? Thanks, Graham. And the answer, and I checked this with Eric Baskin, the answer is as follows. In the circumstances you describe, the assailant will likely be prevented from succeeding in a damages claim from the maxim ex terpi causa non orita actio which means from a dishonourable cause no legal action will arise. This prevents such a wrongdoer from benefiting from his own wrongful act. If, however, the defendant's actions are judged to be excessive and disproportionate, then it will be open for, to a court to conclude that the claimant's own criminal conduct, i.e. the initial assault, was not sufficiently linked to the injury sustained. So that's fundamentally the, the nuts and bolts of it. You know, if you teach someone as an instructor, as a self-defence instructor, you teach them self-defense, you teach them techniques, and they go away and use that, and it's reasonable in the circumstances, uh, and they seriously damage their assailant, blind them, for example, the assailant can't bring a claim against them as, as, the, as the, the person defending themselves, or you as the instructor. But also, there's another factor to, to, to think about here, and that is, you know, you want to make sure that the information you are giving out is legally accurate. That's the important thing. And that's why we run this two-day self-defense instructor award course and give you all the pre-course materials that covers all the legal aspects. Because you should be, or you should have, as, as an, an instructor, professional indemnity insurance. And professional indemnity insurance will cover you, not for what you're doing in the gym or in the dojo. It covers you for the information you give that people go away and apply later on. So let's say we, we said, yeah, in these circumstances you can use force, and this is what reasonable force is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and someone goes away and does that, and they seriously injure uh, their assailant, and then they bring a claim back against you. you. That's what you have professional indemnity insurance for, and provided that the information you're giving is correct, it's legally accurate, there's no problem whatsoever. That's what the insurance is for. But I did do a blog post and a video on this, and, I, and I'll put a link up for this one, because. If you give information that is incorrect, illegitimate, not legally correct, then your insurance is null and void. It won't pay out. So hopefully that's answered the question fully for you. But the nuts and bolts of it is, you know, you don't need to worry. If someone is attacking someone and you've taught that person self-defense and they use a technique you've taught them and it damages the person, you know, severely, for want of a better word, and it's judged to be reasonable in circumstances, that aggressor, that assailant, cannot bring a claim against you as an instructor. That's the sort of nuts and bolts of the whole thing. So I hope that helps. Graham, thank you ever so much for the question. It's a great question. I'm sure it'll help a lot of people. And if any of you have any other questions, fire them in. I'm happy to do this stuff. I can do this stuff all day long. I love it.
Um, yep, yeah, so please leave a comment below, like and share, and if this has been helpful to you, forward it on to people who it may be helpful to as well. Thanks ever so much, have a great day.